Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hey, warm up from the low. Welcome to Love you, Las Vegas for Coast to Coast with myself, Greg Gibbs-Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family of Podcasts. We've got a great podcast for you. We're going to be going a little bit shorter on the podcast today because we are preparing for the storm of tomorrow. And tomorrow we get 113 college basketball games. I'm going to give you guys picks and analysis on every one of them. Now, disclaimer, the games involving non-Division One teams, they do not get a line out here in Las Vegas. So it's only going to be the D1 versus D1 games. But we are very much preparing for that, so that's why it's a little bit shorter on the podcast today, and we truthfully just didn't really get a lot of college basketball news and notes. All the tune-ups are done. All these teams are just getting set for the opening games that they're going to have on Monday. For some teams, it's Tuesday and Wednesday, but a lot of preparation there for them, but we have a board in segment number two, Curtis Rogers. He does great work over at 710 Seattle Sports. We're going to be taking a look at the lay of the land and the swan song of the Pac-12 for this season. We're going to be taking a look at a little bit of the West Coast feel of these mid-major teams and why you should be paying attention to it. Some of the teams that he likes coming into the upcoming college basketball season. Some of the teams in the Pac-12 that he's a little bit more bullish slash bearish on. Certainly going to be talking with him a little bit about what to expect from Washington as well. So we're going to be doing that in a few minutes. Like I said, just didn't see any college basketball news on Saturday and didn't really get a lot of questions in. Hopefully I was able to answer all of your questions coming into this upcoming college basketball season and I won't really be able to answer questions on Monday because I'll be knee-deep trying to break down all 113 college basketball games. That is going to be north of a four-hour whopper of a podcast. So there's that that needs to be taken into account. But anything that you do have that you want answered, I will certainly be answering those questions on Tuesday. If there's a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able to fire those in. First one is my Twitter slash X timeline at unit underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters CM, they mean does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. You're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via the five-star review. The biggest thing a lot of you guys have been asking me about is some of these individual team and conference breakdowns. I've got that all covered for you on this podcast feed, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, list goes on and on. I did a specialized conference preview for all 32 of these conferences. So if you're looking for the SEC, just scroll on down and you'll find it. And this should help you out a little bit as well. I went with the low 
slash mid-majors first, and then the power conferences. Those were done later on in the offseason since they always have the most moving parts. So we're all set for the upcoming college basketball season and also in the show notes as well. If you scroll down, you're going to see my daily handicap for all these games. I've actually got the first three nights already handicapped. Might be a little bit of change with those Wednesday games because some of the teams playing on Monday will be playing on Wednesday. So do note that there might be a little bit of subject to change there, but we've got that all squared away for you. So we're in for an upcoming amazing college basketball season. Curtis Rogers, who does great work over at 710 Seattle Sports, he's prepared for it as well. Coming up next, you're going to hear a lot about the Pac-12, our thoughts on that, the top mid-majors out west, and so much more right here on Coach Gazoops with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Houston Family Podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are busted. Can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> sports betting innovative analytics has taken the guesswork and emotion out of sports betting to bring you an innovative and trustworthy resource to enhance your journey to becoming a winning player. With industry-leading money-back guarantee options backed by their sophisticated modeling, They want to introduce you to a system that's not widely seen or available to help you beat the bookmaker. Specializing in NBA, college basketball, and WNBA, your first week is always free. Get started at SBIA1.com today. Las Vegas for Cups and Cups with myself, Greg Eaps Peterson, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. It is great to be joined by this man as Curtis Rogers does tremendous work over there at 710 Seattle Sports. During the baseball season, he does a great job with the Seattle Mariners pre and post game hosting duties. But you know what? Now it's college basketball season. He's doing a tremendous job on that front, looking at the Washington Huskies, Gonzaga Bulldogs. All that we're getting for the swan song season of the Pac-12, Eastern Washington, Seattle, you name it, he does it. You're able to follow Curtis on Twitter slash Instagram at a kid from Kent all together. And Curtis, it is great to have you aboard. Thank you. Great. I cannot wait this college basketball season to start. You did mention that it is the final chapter in the in the book known as the Pac-12. We'll pour one out for the conference when we get there, but I'm excited for the final time this collection of 12 teams is together because I think this is going to be a really fun season out West for a lot of these teams. Yep, I do think that it is going to be a tremendous final season for these teams. And I do take a look at the Pac-12, and I have USC as that number one team. We are going to be seeing them out here in lovely Las Vegas, actually, against Kansas State. But how do you view, really, the hierarchy of the conference? Because I do feel like the bottom got a little bit better, but I do fear that we could be in that circumstance once again where you have a couple of big-time teams. So UCLA this year, a little bit of a question mark with them bringing in their international guys, but... I really do think that Arizona, USC, those are the two teams that are head and shoulders above the rest. And I just don't know what we're going to be getting from a lot of those teams below them. Yeah, it is kind of a similar story to what it's been in the Pac-12 over the last probably three to four years, Arizona, USC. You mentioned UCLA probably taking a step back this season. They did get the good news that Mara, the big seven foot three center, one of their international prospects is cleared to play at the start of the season. So that's a huge thing for them to start this upcoming season. But I look at USC and I look at Arizona. They are the two standout teams to me in the Pac-12 this season. We don't know what Bronny James's availability is going to be this year, obviously dealing with that heart condition, having had surgery to fix that. 
I would be surprised if we see him anytime before conference play, just because of the magnitude of that procedure that he had done. You know, you got to kind of handle a situation like that with oven mitts. But I look at Arizona, they took huge advantage of the transfer portal, picking up a lot of big names, Caleb Love, Kashad Johnson, uh, also getting Jaden Bradley from Alabama. Those three guys are probably going to plug into the starting lineup. Caleb Love, I think expectations are high for him. Also atop the Pac-12, if you're going to put a maybe a surprise team or a team that people aren't really thinking a ton about, you mentioned Colorado there. I think that's a team that could really have some noise being made about them. Tristan De Silva's back. He's a, an incredible player. He's going to be in the running for Pac-12 Player of the Year this season. Bringing Cody Williams, the five-star recruit. And then very sneaky transfer portal acquisition made by them, Eddie Lampkin, the big center from TCU. Now, which Eddie Lampkin are you going to get? Are you going to get the motivated one, the guy who was a difference maker in the 2022 NCA tournament? Are you going to get the one that, you know, kind of was a little pouty in 2023, didn't see eye to eye with Jamie Dixon? Now, Tad Boyle's not exactly, you know, the softest guy around. He's a guy that loves to uh, get on his players a little bit. So I'm interested to see how that dynamic works. I'm interested to see how Colorado does. I think they've also, you know, got KJ Simpson, too. I think that could be a really fun team to watch in the Pac-12 if you're looking for a team kind of outside of that top two, top three grouping uh, in the Pac-12, a team that could, you know, challenge for maybe even a regular season title if if things break their way. Yeah, I do think that there's a lot of teams in which – they could be able to rise in the standings if things break their way, and it could be going down the tubes a little bit as well as Curtis Rogers, who does amazing work over at 710 Seattle Sports, is joining me on Coast to Coast Hoops, and a team that is very much in your neck of the woods, Washington. That, I do think, is one of the more interesting teams if you're looking at the middle of the Pac-12, because I look at the pieces on paper, and I honestly think they can work. Now, we may not be seeing Fran and Kepadog, to begin the season, I know that he's dealing with ailment. Braxton May has been seeing some good news on the injury front. If he's not out there night number one, he should be very quickly towards the beginning part of the season. But I think that being able to team up Savir Wheeler along with Keon Brooks, that's a good thing for this team. And overall with Washington, bringing back a lot of good pieces, bringing in Paul Mukehi, this looks like a team that on paper can make the NCAA tournament. And for Mike Hopkins' sake, they better make the NCAA tournament. That's a great point you bring up because they've got a new athletic director at Washington and a lot of hand-wringing was made uh, up here in the Northwest about Mike Hopkins getting another shot after the last two to three seasons that he's had, especially, you know, the 2020 season. He kind of kind of flushed that for really everybody across college basketball. 2021 was no good. 2022 was no good. So we'll see how this Washington team can gel together, can mesh together, obviously taking big advantage of the transfer portal. And I think that's a quick way to kind of jumpstart your team is not having to rely so much on true freshmen, but these guys that have, Kind of proven it elsewhere. You mentioned Sevier Wheeler, who's had two stops in his career, most recently at Kentucky. He's looked good. Keon Brooks, obviously, has looked really good in his career, especially last year for Washington, playing his first year with the Huskies. So I think those two guys, pairing them together, could really open things up. Gates, the freshman, is somebody that I think people are excited as well about. And look at this Washington team. I think there is a lot of pressure on them to get back to the NCAA tournament, not just from the athletic department, but I think from the fan base. I think the fan base has kind of looked at them right now and said, you are in one of the greatest hotbeds for college basketball talent really in the country. I mean, the Northwest has really produced some of the best, you know, guard play over the last, you know, 20, 30 years. Just to have this program only have one NCAA tournament berth under their belt since 
I believe the mid 2000s. I mean, that's just kind of unacceptable. Early 2010s, I think that's just kind of unacceptable for a school like Washington, where you are in such a fertile recruiting ground, a recruiting ground that is now you know, getting picked apart by a school across the state in Gonzaga. Mike Hopkins, he better make the NCAA tournament because if not, he is going to be out of a job by the end of the season. I think that much is pretty clear. He may end up being on the hottest seat of any coach in the Pac-12, which is saying a lot because Jared Hayes hasn't made the tournament at all at Stanford, and he's been there for the better part of a decade almost. I think we're going on, what, year seven, year eight of him with the Cardinals? So I think those two guys have the hottest seats of anybody in the conference. I don't think Wayne Tinkle's seat is bad as those two guys are, but I could see his seat warming up as well. Yeah, with Wayne Tinkle, he's just not had success other than that magical Elite Eight run that we saw a few years ago for Oregon State. But with Oregon State, it's one of those circumstances It's where it's like, where do they go from there? It's been a relatively rough go of it. For them, as Curtis Rogers, who does amazing work over at 710 Seattle Sports, is joining me on Coast to Coast Hoops. And what do you make out of Sanford for this upcoming season? Because I'm so glad that you mentioned Jared Haas, because I take a look at the Sanford roster, and there's honestly some talent on there. They bring in Andre Stoyakovich. He's a top 75 freshman. They bring in Jared Bynum, who was a big part of those Providence teams that made the last two NCAA tournaments. Spencer Jones is back recognize that they lose a few pieces, including Ingram from a season ago. But I take a look at the Sanford team, and even though they've got a lot of good players on the roster, even though a lot of these preseason prognosticators are thinking they're going to be some sort of a top 40 team, I just need to see it to believe it from Sanford because Jared has has had a lot of talent in the past and just frankly has not gotten the job done time and time again. I'm with you there, Greg. I think this Stanford team needs to put up or shut up at some point. Boy, I mean, going this long with one head coach that has not made the NCAA tournament yet, I shouldn't be as surprised by it, I think, because Stanford kind of has a history across their athletic department of holding on to guys for, I think, longer than their expiration dates. You know, look at David Shaw with the football program. It's been quite a while since they were, you know, winning big-time bowl games. They gave him a lot of years before they were like, let's move on. The same can be said for their basketball program. I like Stoyakovich. I mean, obviously, the bloodline there is some of the best you're going to get with his dad being Peja Stoyakovich, longtime Sacramento king. So I could see why... Stanford is at the forefront of that kid, why he chose to go to Stanford. But I look at them right now, and I have a really hard time seeing them making a breakthrough and getting into the NCAA tournament just because they haven't been there in so long. you got to have a coach that knows how to get there, knows how to weave their way through all this. And, I mean, look, you're in the Pac-12 this year. Stanford next year, going to the ACC, doesn't get any easier. So if you're going to make the NCAA tournament, this has got to be the year because, boy, the ACC is, I think, a step up in terms of competition, historically at least, over the Pac-12. I think so as well, and I do think that it is going to be very interesting to see what happens with Stanford, obviously Arizona State. Boys, for another run to be able to get back to Dayton, they're home away (laughs) from home. It feels like time and time again, so there's going to be some fun on that front, but on top of that, I know you do a great job of taking a look at the back 12 but I really feel like the mid-major scene out in the West Coast is going to be terrific this year as well. And look at the Big West with a team like UC Santa Barbara, and I think that they're going to be great. You follow a pair of really good mid-majors out there in your neck of the woods, Eastern Washington, who they had that ridiculous 15-plus game win streak last year. 
Seattle hasn't been to the NCAA tournament in an eon, but actually be mindful. Seattle way, way, way back in the day actually did make a Final Four. So there is very, very long-term bloodlines there. But that said, how do you gauge the mid-major scene out on the West Coast? Because I do think that there's going to be a lot of pesky teams out here in this neck of the woods that are going to be able to make a lot of noise nationally. Absolutely. I think the mid-major scene out West doesn't get enough respect, especially because, you know, the mid-major scene in the Midwest, back East, those are the teams that get the attention of a lot of, you know, the media that covers college basketball. But don't sleep on the West. Seattle U out here has been very competitive in the lack over the last few seasons, getting ever so closely to finally clinching that elusive NCAA tournament berth that has eluded them since they rejoined the Division I level all those years ago. Eastern Washington, they've made their runs in the NCAA tournament in the past. And then last year, you mentioned it, having that long win streak that we kind of all thought, oh, well, they're they're a lock for the NCAA tournament. Unfortunately, things fell apart at the end of the regular season and in the Big Sky tournament. But I wouldn't put it past either team, you know, to have a down season. I think these are two well-coached teams. I really like the job Chris Victor has done at Seattle U. We mentioned, you know, the Washington job with Mike Hopkins. If Washington doesn't get to the NCAA tournament, I think Hopkins is very much on the hot seat, probably would not return for another season in 24-25. You've got some pretty good in-state options uh, to go forward with if you want to go that route if you're Washington. So uh, I look at Seattle U, I look at Eastern right now as two teams that are going to make a lot of noise. Obviously, you know, in the big sky, you're going to have to deal with Weber State. That's going to be a really fun ball club to watch this season. But I think this Eastern team is going to be highly, highly competitive tapping into the transfer portal. Yes, they did lose their best player from a year ago to the transfer portal, Mr. Steele Venters, who's going to be with Gonzaga this season. But I still think the Eagles are a team worth watching late at night out in the big sky. There's some quality basketball being played, not just at the major level on the West Coast. Certainly, and I do think that Weber State in that big sky as well is going to be a team to be mindful of. Unfortunately, Montana State, I think with Danny Sprinkle heading on over to Utah State, they might be taking a little bit of a step back. But on all, I look at the big sky, and especially if those Idaho teams could step up even just a little bit. I think that we might be staring at a little bit more of a balanced big sky as well. And Curtis, I do want to give you the floor here because I know that you've been doing a great job preparing for the upcoming college basketball season. This could be a mid-major. This could be a high-major. East Coast, West Coast, your pick. Is there a team or two that over the last few weeks, as you've been preparing for the season, that you're feeling really good about and you feel like, Perhaps those of us out here nationally are starting are sleeping on just a little bit too much. Well, I kind of touched on Colorado a little bit. The more I dived into them over the last couple of weeks as we've gotten closer and closer to the start of the college basketball season, I do kind of feel a little bit like they aren't getting enough attention simply because Arizona and USC have done a lot of the heavy lifting in the Pac-12 over the last few years. Colorado, not to that degree. They make the occasional NCAA tournament, but I think this could stand to be a very big year for Tad Boyle uh, and his program. I wouldn't say that they are going to be you know, the favorites by any stretch of the imagination for the Pac-12 title, the final Pac-12 title, but this is a team that I could very easily see make a run in the Pac-12 tournament all the way to maybe to the championship game if things break their way. And you don't get to the title game of the Pac-12 tournament by being a slouch. I know they made it all the way, I believe it was in 2021, where they lost to those Oregon State Beavers who were on that magical run. Haven't been back since, but 
I think this Colorado team is one that if you're looking for a team just kind of at the fringe of the top 25 or just outside of the top 25, they could probably make some noise. I, I do find it interesting how over the last couple of years, Arizona is a team that in the preseason got kind of slept on when it comes to the preseason Pac-12 media polls. Neither season they had been really rated all that highly. Now they're coming in as the media favorite to win the Pac-12. I don't know. I still think USC is a team that I think there are less question marks with their starting five than there are with Arizona's, especially, you know, having Arizona losing Azulis Tubelis last year, who carried a lot of the scoring load. I look at USC right now as, I think, the safer of the two to win the Pac-12. But, hey, Colorado is a team that I think if they can really get it together and if, if Eddie Lampkin can pour in some quality minutes at that center spot, you're going to look at a really fun Buffaloes team. And we won't just be talking Coach Prime, Greg. We'll be talking <laughs> Tad Boyle. I can't imagine Tad Boyle and Dion have much in common, but I think the Buffaloes will still be at the forefront of everybody's mind. I don't think Tad Boyle is <laughs> going to be wearing sunglasses on the sidelines this year. Bull we predictions. Don't <laughs> we don't know for sure, but that's a bet that I'd be willing to take. If there's a yes-no <laughs> on that, I will take the no every single time, but... I will take the yes on Colorado being a little bit more of an explosive team, bringing back Tristan De Silva along KJ Simpson. And then I know you were mentioning Eddie Lampkin, but Cody Williams, very underrated freshman. Yeah. I think that he comes in there and he is going to be a force just like on this podcast, a force is having great guests like you, Curtis. You do amazing work over at 710 Seattle Sports. You are set for the upcoming college basketball season. I know you're going to do a great job covering this game that we all know and love all season long. So let the good people at home know it's all on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, follow along on Twitter and Instagram, at a kid from Kent. I'm going to be tweeting all about college basketball all season long, especially games get going out here on the West Coast. This is one of my favorite times of the year, Greg. You know it, and I know it's your favorite time of the year. I'm so excited for tip-off come night one of the college basketball season. Before I go, i got to give a shout-out to a buddy of ours, former co-worker Devon Pouncey, who has now been named the color analyst for the Rip City remix of the NBA's G League. Super pumped for him. Really excited for that opportunity for him. I know you are just as excited for Pounce as I am, Greg, and uh, I thought that was really cool to see this week. Yeah, that was really awesome. He has joined this podcast a few times talking about Portland and Portland State, and Pouncey is coming to PDX. That is going to be absolutely tremendous, and nice to be able to see the G League getting some love there, and always nice to be able to give some love to the West Coast. Curtis, he does amazing work taking a look at the great game of college basketball. It's always great to be able to get him aboard. So big thanks to Curtis for joining me right here on Coast Coast Hoops, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. And if you do like hearing from this fine podcast, Coast Coast Hoops, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And if you have a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you have one of two ways we all fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, slash X timeline at GNRS41. Keep in mind, letters, yeah, maybe it does not matter. As per usual, please just send these into the timeline. And other ways, find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And from there, you're able to fire on whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Five that five-star review. This was the last of our non-conference college basketball podcast. When you wake up tomorrow, there's going to be a podcast in your feed with breakdowns for 113 games. Once again, if there is a question that I have not answered here in the offseason, fire in those Twitter questions at GNN underscore 81 on Twitter slash X. I've got you guys all covered there, but let's have ourselves a tremendous college basketball season. This is a calm before the storm, and 
I very much am looking forward to the fruits of our labor this season. It is going to be a tremendous year. I'm glad to have you guys all aboard, and I'll be with you guys every single day this college basketball season, and the fun begins tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will be back with you once again tomorrow on all throughout the college basketball season. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 